0: If you're one of our young listeners, due to the seriousness of today's topic, please listen with a parent or have their permission before listening to today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of Defining the Dash. I'm Chad Clifton. And I'm Mark Mullins and we're so happy that you joined us today, and uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to spend a little bit of time with us. Um, today, we have a really serious topic uh, to discuss with you, a very important, sensitive subject, and uh, one that hits home really close to, to, I'm sure, all of us, and we want to um, try to be open and 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 transparent as we talk about this and hope to be a help to you um hope to to let you know that someone cares but today we're going to talk about depression and suicide and uh with our young people and and in their you know just with anyone the the seriousness of it and uh try to let you know that that someone is here for you and um Brother Mark, it's, it seems to be just such a serious issue that's in our land right now that's, that's really a pandemic in itself. Sure it is. And, uh, you know, it, it seemed to be, used to be, I know growing up, it, it was a rare thing to really hear of some, you know, you might would hear somebody battling depression every now and then, but suicide was such a rare thing. Uh, but now it seems like almost every day or at least a few times a week we're you're hearing of suicides and, and really it's the, the number of those has, has jumped so drastically, uh, in the past few years, um, and and probably the past five to 10 years, really that, uh, it's really scary. And and now it's, it's, it's no longer staying outside our churches, um, you know, it's now uh, depression, um, thoughts of suicide, uh, in some cases suicide, uh, all are, are creeping into our, our church houses, and uh, so we want to discuss that with you today and, and talk a little bit about that. And, um, Brother Mark here has some statistics he's going to read on, on how those numbers has changed over the past few years, and Brother Mark, what, what do you have for us on that?
1: Well, in my research of the statistics related to depression and various mental health issues, um, I noticed that these numbers, according to some research, had significantly elevated um, during the pandemic and has continued after the pandemic, seems to be trying to end. But the, the references I have today for the statistics of uh, the first few numbers I'd like to share with listeners comes off of the CDC website, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, The title of the article is Children's Mental Health Data and Statistics on Children's Mental Health. Uh, According to the CDC, 15 point, this is referencing adolescents between 12 and 17 years old in the years 2018 and 2019. 15.1% had a major depressive episode 36.7 percent almost 40 percent had persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness that is almost four in every 10 adolescent between 12 and 17 had persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness 4.1 percent almost 5 percent had a substance use disorder 1.6% 1 a, 1.6% had an alcohol use disorder. Uh, 3.2% had an illicit drug use disorder. More related probably to today's topic is this statistic in which 18.8%, almost 20%, seriously considered attempting suicide. That's two out of every 10 children. 15.7% had made a plan. 8.9%, almost 10%, had actually attempted suicide. 2.5% had an attempt that required medical treatment. Wow. If you look at, now that's how it's impact, impacting children from uh, the adolescence years. If you look into the adults, this is coming off of Forbes. Forbes has a article here. And a subpoint of the article says mental health statistics at a glance. 21% of U.S. adults experienced a mental health concern or condition in 2020. In 2020, 32.1%, almost a third of U.S. adults, experienced both a mental health condition and substance abuse. As of 2020, suicide is the second leading cause of death for U.S. children from ages 10 to 14. It is only preceded by unintentional injury. The impact of depression and anxiety has on the global economy. Females are diagnosed with serious mental health conditions at higher rates than males, 7% to 4.2% respectively. And uh, finally, the percentage of U.S. adults receiving mental health treatment rose from 19.2% in 2019 21.2% 21.2% in 2021. And so looking at these statistics that are you know, mind-blowing of both the adolescents and the adults, it is hard to sit here and say that depression is not a thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And it's hard to even discuss
0: this topic without... Honestly, without crying and without thinking of how desperate we really are, um, you know, this topic has hit so close to home for so many of us. Uh, you know, we've we, we've known of those who have went through depression, um, and one of the the big Kickers, I guess you would say, on this, one of the big symptoms of this is they would say, nobody would believe me. Nobody Mm -hmm. would believe me. And, you know, we often, um, as parents, as uh, church people, um, you know, we often think with our young people even, um, what, what do they have to be depressed about? You know, we we give them a good home. We give them uh, nice clothes. We try to give them nice things. We we try to send them to good schools. We try to provide everything they would want. We we try to, and we we think that we've got all the bases covered, and we think it could never happen to my child, or it could never happen to. You know, our kids here in our church or in our school or... That would never happen to anybody I know, you know, until it does. Right. And usually by that point, it's almost too late for us to do anything about it because things have already progressed so far that usually someone has taken a drastic action before we realized, hey, there was something there. Right. And so... Um this this is such a serious serious
1: topic. So thinking about depression brother Chad, uh, we were looking at the statistics of it and how real this this is. Um in order to define depression, Webster would define it as this. He would say that it's the act of pressing down or the state of being pressed down, a low state. And that's a Pretty good definition. I can't think of anything better than that. Um, The act of being pressed down. The state of being pressed down or low state. When I think about depression, first of all, I realize that depression is a very normal emotion. It is normal for humans to be scared when they are in a traffic light, and someone runs a red light and almost hits them, if you don't react in a scared way, then you're probably an alien. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. you're. Yeah. Um, it's normal human emotion that, you know, if you go to work one day and you find out at the end of the day that you are laid off, um, it's normal to be disappointed. Right. Um, If you're not disappointed, it's either because you're rich and you don't have to worry about paying the light bill next month um, or you're an alien. I don't know why I keep saying alien, but it's possible, I guess. Yeah, Um, Probably not probable, but possible. Um, If I was walking out the doors of the room that we're in right now and I found a wad of cash laying by the door, it would be normal for me to be excited. Sure. You know, especially if I put it on social media and nobody came forward for it, and then me and you got to split it and we had lunch for a year. You that know? That made me excited. Yeah. So, yeah. so, excitement is very normal human emotion. So, as being humans, we'll go through various emotions on a daily basis, it seems, that is very normal for us. But, Depression here, when Webster defines it, he refers to this as being an act of pressing down or the state of being pressed down, a low state. It almost seems like when somebody is depressed, they are pressed down into a low state, and it's almost like they are maintained in that state longer than what God's will may be for them to be in that state. Sure. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. And so, thinking about depression, um, first thing I want to let the listeners know is that you're not weird if you feel depressed. Um, you're not um, you're not in any way weird. Uh, you're not in any way abnormal. Uh, you're a very normal person. And as far as statistics go, unfortunately, there's a lot of this kind of stuff that goes on. But when I'm looking at depression, Brother Chad... I think about this state of being pressed down and I think about my own life and I think about a time when I was depressed. Um, Things had not went the way that I thought they was going to go and I thought there was going to be, there was a lot of stress in my life. My blood pressure was out the roof. Um, I remember... Uh, Well, and a lot of times depression and anxiety goes together, but I remember a particular time in my life, Brother Chad, where uh, I would have a hard time sleeping at night. You know, you would lay down at the pillow, and I'd sleep two or three hours, and I'd wake up, and I'd be awake, and my mind would race, you know, for it seems like an hour or two, and I'd go back to sleep, and I'd wake back up, and... The same thought would come to my mind over and over again about how things are going to go wrong, and how things have went wrong, and how this is going to spiral into other things that's going to go wrong. And it's almost like I was living my life from a third-person perspective, just watching somebody else live. It's almost like you get numb, right. you know. Now that numbness or that depression was not was not a healthy thing at all. But the way that I am, and the way a lot of other people are, sometimes it's easier to feel that and to be there uh, than it is to try to find some way to get out of that. If that makes sense. Now, if you're depressed, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not depressed, you may not have any idea what I'm talking about. But brother Chad, have you ever have you ever been depressed, or have you ever seen anybody else that was, you know, that you felt may have been depressed?
0: I do know uh, of some that have been depressed. I myself have been a little, I'll say, into that. I've not been as far as others naturally, and and thank thank God for that. Um, but the uh, I can remember a time when when I was I had just got out of work, and um, we had went several months. Uh, No pay, and I was like you, like you said there, laying awake at night, wondering how things was going to transpire from that point. How was I going to provide for my family? You know, because that's a a man's duty, is to provide for his family. And not being able to do so, I I felt like I was useless. I felt like I was helpless. Um, I didn't know what my place was anymore. I felt like that had been stripped from me, and um, so I, I could remember laying there, and and you know I, I was a coal miner, and in my mind, you know, as as a coal miner, you had in, you had they had different insurance policies, and I thought, you know, Lord, here I am, you know, I, I've tried following what you've told me, and now here I am, out of work, my family's. You know, we've not had pay in several months. If I had just, Lord, if you had just let something, maybe even happened in this mines. If I had lost my life in the mines, they would have been set for life as far as financially. But now here we are, you know, how I didn't understand how that was, you know, you know what I mean? I, I never got to the point where I wanted to take my own life. Right. As we see today. Right. But I did get to a point to where I said, would my family have been better off without me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense? I've been there. Yes, sir. And so, I, uh, thankfully, the Lord brought me out of that mm-hmm. um, before I got to that point. Um, but I do know others that have ventured closer to that point and things. And what a, what a sad thing. What a sad thing that is, and, and a lonely thing that would, that would have
1: to be. Right. Talking about, we looked at the statistics and we're talking about um, how, how a lot of people go through depression. Depression, it's, it's got a way of, of affecting a person, um, it can affect their job, it can affect their school, uh, it can affect their relationships. Um, boyfriends, girlfriends, husband, wife, um, sometimes children, yeah. affects their children, uh, affects the parents. Uh, a lot of people are, are affected by depression. And I feel like sometimes in the world we live in, and maybe things are getting better, or maybe I'm just crazy, and I probably am crazy, um, but um, I feel like sometimes when it comes to depression, people... People would rather just pretend like it don't exist than try to deal with the feelings of depression. Sometimes I've seen people whose children may be going through depression or whose brother or sister may be going through depression and it's easier to think about life and approach it almost like in denial, like it don't exist. And it's almost like people don't know how to deal with somebody suppressed. depressed um, maybe people don't know where to begin. They want to help. They just don't know how to help. And so sometimes just pretending like it doesn't exist may help them mentally to just go on with life and deal with things better. But today, when we're looking at this, we're looking at depression. Um, it affects the individual, and if it affects those around it. But what our goal is in today's presentation, uh, in this podcast is we want to get to the ears of those that are depressed. And we want to give them some good advice, if we can, by God's grace, of what they can do where they're at right now. Absolutely. And so...
0: First of all, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. That's that's a, that's the big thing. Don't think that you are alone. Don't think that you're the only one in this fight. Um, there are so many battling the same thing and there are so many of us that have been through some aspect of of what you're going through. There are people that will listen. Don't think that you're alone and can't share your story with somebody um, of what you're going through. There are people that will listen and so Talk to somebody.
1: So you're talking about talking to somebody and that there are people that will listen. I think that after looking at these statistics, even if before I looked that up if I thought that depression didn't exist, after those looking at looking at those statistics, it would be easy now for someone who paid half of attention to that to realize that it does exist. And I just want to let this listener know that that I am here for you, and Brother Chad's here for you, and your teachers are here for you, and your Sunday school teacher is here for you. You are not alone in this, like Brother Chad said, and uh, and we believe you. Absolutely. You know, if 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 you come to me and you say, you know, Brother Mark, I'm depressed and I don't know what to do. I'm just down I mean I feel like I'm being pressed down, I feel like I'm in low state. That is really all I need to know to try to throw out a lifeline and a rope of help to where you are by God's grace yes um, you don't have to prove it to me in any way, absolutely. you know um I don't need somebody to say, you know these are the reasons why I feel like I'm depressed. I just want to let you know that if you're depressed and you talk to someone, we believe you and we are here for you and we are here to support you in any way that we can.
0: If you are depressed and you do need someone to talk to and you cannot locate anybody, email us. Let us. I mean, if you will, if you will contact us, uh, and our email here, we got a new email set up, defining the dash at yahoo.com. If you will email us, we will look at that. We will be praying for you, and um, if if we receive that email, and and Lord willing, if we're able to, we'll we'll uh, like I said, we'll pray for you. We'll send you out a prayer cloth this is not something that you have to go through alone this is not something that is god's will for us to stay in this situation Uh, because there is still hope Uh, there is light in this tunnel uh, at the end of this tunnel and and god has a way of bringing us out of this right
1: so i was thinking about depression brother and you know, when I was going through the trial of my life, what I felt was the trial of my life, and I'm just in my thirties, so there's probably bigger trials coming. <laughs> but the trial that I you know that I was in, you know, and some people may look at it say it was a small things, so other people may think it's a bigger thing. But reaching out to people when when, when I was going through the depression and I was struggling with things it was very important to me to have something that I could do that could help me. Some things that you can do that I did was to take a slow deep breath. Now, now I remember growing up and right before I got a whooping, I remember taking a slow deep breath because that was gonna hurt. (laughs) you know it 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 didn't matter it didn't matter how many layers of pants i put on don't tell mom that you know (laughs) she might owe me a couple from doing that a few times if she finds out about it but it didn't matter it didn't matter it didn't matter if i got what kind of belt i got you know um if i picked out a leather one or plastic one it was going to hurt and but i always remember well, I do remember a few times anyway, maybe not always, but a few times before I would get a whooping, before I walked into the room, I would just try to take some slow, deep breaths because I guess I just thought it was therapeutic, wow. you know? And that's what that's a big thing for me is when I'm in these going through these normal human emotions and things aren't going right and it's dark and it's stormy and it's rainy, and it's cold, it is helpful for my mind and my body just to stop and take a big, deep breath. In through my nose, and out through my mouth. And, you know, I don't know if you can imagine this or not, but when I was in nursing school, we were in uh, Ashland, Kentucky at King's Daughters, and I had to do some wild stuff, you know, for... uh, school. Now one of them things I had to do is I had to wear a pink tie one day. And I'm very comfortable as a person who I hope is a man, you know. I know I'm a man, but I I hope my wife looks at me and my kids are like, "Look, that's a man. I want to be like him. He's a man." You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, but I wore pink tie and, you know, and so that was kind of different. Um, I don't know if I would do that again now. That was part of a class thing. Um, and something else we did is I had to go to a birthing class, Brother Chad. I have no intentions on giving birth. <laughs> but I had to go to a birthing class to help teach women who are pregnant about the Perthy process. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And so I'm there at this class and I'll never forget it. I'm there leaning up against the wall, and you know, you've got these these women that are pregnant. They're going to be having their babies the next couple months. You got their husbands behind them. They're trying to coach them through this process. Like us guys really know what to do, right. you know, when somebody's having a baby. But What the guy's job was, and what my job was, was to encourage the lady getting ready to go through the birthing process about how to take big, deep breaths through her nose and out her mouth. And so, anyway, so that's just a wild, crazy story from nursing school. But it was was very beneficial in that class, and it was very beneficial... Uh, when before I took a big test, anytime I take a test, I take a big say my prayer, take a big deep breath, in through my nose, out the mouth. But those breathing exercises have went with me, and they have been very helpful. Um, other things, brother Chad, that we can do if we're feeling depressed, we we've got to find a way to take our mind sometimes off of that thing which is pushing us down. It is trying to maintain us in that lowest state. Now, for some people, that's taking big, deep breaths. For other people, it's other coping skills. Um, Sometimes it's drawing. Sometimes people will get a – no, I'm not a good artist. You're probably a better artist than I am. Um, But sometimes it's drawing, um, and sometimes it's talking about their feelings. Sometimes it's moving their body, getting outside in the sunshine. Sometimes it's gardening for people. Sometimes it's blowing grass. Brother Chad, you got any other deals that people can use as a coping – uh, mechanism when they're feeling depressed, fellowship
0: is a big one. Yeah, I mean, the the least amount of time that you are alone will be, I mean that that keeping that to a minimum really is because that that time alone is going to allow you to focus only on that which is pushing you down, and it's it's so much so much better. When you're with someone, uh, you're around someone else. Now I know if you're feeling depressed, that's probably one of the last things you really want to do. I know people that um, have battled depression, and they would they would go into their home, they would draw all the the shades and the curtains closed, and they would they would try to keep their home pitch black, almost inside. Just they didn't you know didn't want any light. They just they dwelled there basically in the, just in the dark all the time. And um, that is a lonely, lonely state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, all it does is it, it allows you and that which is holding you down to dwell together nonstop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you, you have to break that somehow to allow something else there in between. Um, and so. If it's getting out and, and talking to a neighbor, if it's getting out talking to a friend, um, if it's calling somebody, if it's uh, going to the grocery store and just talking to the cashier, if it's going, you know, my wife hates for me to go into Walmart because she knows I'm going to run into somebody I know. So if it's just getting out and, you know, maybe you don't need anything, but just walk into Walmart. Maybe you'll run into someone, you know, and, and, and you know, just talk to somebody. Anything like that, um, you know, go to church and see your church family uh, and, and talk to your pastor, talk to somebody. You know, a lot of times, like you said before, it's almost as if we just try to hide things. It's like if, if we admit that there is something wrong, then it's going to be embarrassment or shameful. But what we need to know is we're human and human emotion human action i mean that hits us all if we're human we're going to have these type of things at times you know we're going to we're going to have human battles and so it's important for us to to first you know before we can be saved we have to recognize we're a sinner well before we can get healed of something we have to recognize that we're Battling something, that we're sick with something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we can't, if we never admit that something's wrong, we're not going to be able to overcome it. And if we just sit and dwell on it all the time, we're never going to overcome it. We we have to get out and try to get off and underneath this. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I hope I'm making sense with this, but we can't just allow this to overcome us. You know we we have to to try to push through this uh you know a few weeks ago we were coming coming back from a church meeting we had a whole, uh, a group of young people somewhere and i was driving a van and we was it was loaded down with kids and we was pulling a trailer behind us and the winds were horrible that day and um as i was driving up the interstate the, it felt like wind was hitting me from the left and from the right but it was also coming head on It felt like I was going up the road almost sideways and like it was just a force to push against that wind to go forward. And when you're battling depression, that's how it is. It feels like life is hitting you from every angle and like it's almost impossible to push forward. Mm -hmm. But you got to keep going. Uh, One of my favorite sayings um, is as long as there's breath, there's hope. So, if you can do the breathing exercise like Brother Mark said a while ago, if you're able one time to inhale and exhale, then that ought to tell you there's hope. You can overcome this. You can get through this. As long as you can take air into your lungs, you have hope. Absolutely.
1: You know, you were talking there about going forward, and sometimes it seems that that's just taking one step. Um is about all we can do, but that one step is very important to take. Just one step at a time and move forward. I remember, I remember when I was going through, you know, what I was referencing being the trial of my life, that I had went to a youth camp somewhere, and when I was at that youth camp, I was up around the altar and I was praying, and there was a, and I was, you know, I mean, I, I was just in it, I guess. Anyway, there's an old preacher. He's probably 65, 70 years old and had come up. And he, I remembered him anointing me and praying for me. And I don't remember what he said. Uh, it was too loud, I guess. Um, or I just wasn't focusing. Uh, so I can't remember all of it. But what I do remember is he has said that there is a better day coming. And and I don't even know how to explain it. This, this is the only time I ever felt anything like this that I remember you know, and I'm getting older now, so I'm forgetting lost stuff. So it may happen other times, <laughs> but but man, I I, I had fought. I, the Lord, the power of the Lord had had pushed me backwards when He said that, and I fell on the ground. No, I didn't fall on the ground. I fell into the arms of those around me. That's what it was, and I was breathless. Yeah, my I couldn't breathe for I don't know. It seemed like eternity, but it wasn't that long. I'm still alive, so. Uh, but it was probably a good five or ten seconds. I just couldn't feel like breathe. But what I what I remember, what really got my attention, was when he said, "There's a brighter day coming." And although I couldn't see the sun, and although I couldn't feel the warmth of the sun where I was in my life, the thought that there is a brighter day coming, and me knowing that things wouldn't always be the way they are right now, gave me hope. And that's what we need. Yes, sir. When we're depressed, you know, we've, we've, got to, we've got to maintain. We've got to do breathing. We've got to fellowship. We need to keep moving. We need to draw. We've got to talk about our feelings. A lot of things we need to do. But we also got to remember that there's a brighter day coming. It won't always be like this. Um, I'm reminded the other day about one of the children there in the house. Um, he was playing a game and he was playing the game, he just kept on losing, you know. And I don't want to play a game if I'm going to lose all the time. Right. You know, I want to find something I can win at. I don't Absolutely. know what that is right now, but I'll, I'll find something. But but he just kept losing and losing and losing. He got mad and went to his room. He's like, I ain't going to play this game no more. I ain't going to play this game. And I think it was Nerf. You ever played Nerf? Yeah, he kept on getting shot. That's what it was. Yeah. So he kept on getting shot, and he couldn't shoot nobody else because he always gets shot. But I told him, I said, you know, if you put your gun up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you put your Nerf bullets up and you never shoot another bullet, then you'll never win. Yeah. But if you keep loading your gun and you keep trying to shoot your sibling mm-hmm. or, you know, me or Jen, then eventually you're going to win. And I think that's important to know when you're depressed. If you just quit playing the game, you're never going to win. But if you realize that I'm going to keep going, by God's grace and mercy, I'm going to take another step. There's a brighter day coming. I'm going to stay in this game, and I'm going to win. And I think that's important. Absolutely. Never give up. Never give up.
0: Never give up. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and saves the crushed in spirit. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. So even when you're in your low spirit, even when life has got you down, even when it seems you're below the bottom, know God still loves you and is close to you. Absolutely. That is enough to shed light into that darkness that no matter what we're going through God still loves us and as long as there's breath there's hope there's people that will listen and uh, as the Bible tells us weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning and as you said there is a greater day coming and we can we can hold fast and and Hold true to that.
1: Amen. So if you're going through depression, those are just some thoughts for me. not a professional by any means, but just some thoughts. And uh, what I would like to suggest is that you come on out to the church and let some people who love you gather around you and give you a hug. Absolutely. And let you know that we're here for you and we believe you. And we're going to make it together. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir.
0: Amen. We hope maybe that we've said something today that would help you shed some light into whatever you're going through. Um, maybe lift you up a little bit. Um, just knowing that you're not alone in this fight. Know that there are people that love you. That God does offer us an alternative. That feeling like you're down for for the count is a lie of the enemy. Um and you don't have to face it alone. You have people that love you, people that are willing to fight beside you, and you have a God that's standing by you, and He's always got a shoulder to cry on and an ear that's open, and uh, He would He would love to hear from you, and He's willing to help you. And so uh, we we hope that in some way we've been a help to you today reach out to us through email defining the dash at yahoo.com we'll pray for you and be happy to to do whatever we can to help you and until we until we meet again next week may God bless you and uh, tune back in and, and help us help us as we try to define the dash. God bless you when I win this war, I got a church